0: I did have one conversation and once we started talking through it they're like oh well I kind of misunderstood it. it it sounded like almost like how you said it like this opportunity that won't come up again and it's like well it's an opportunity if you absolutely need it but don't think of it as, a, as an opportunity just to do it.
1: Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the windup and the delivery. Welcome
2: back in to another edition of Perfect Game Retirement. We're going to continue on with uh, tracking some of the coronavirus impact that it's had. And today we're going to focus on retirement accounts. Now the opportunity to withdraw money, penalty free from those retirement accounts. We're going to get the details on that and also whether or not it's it's a good idea to even do that with the opportunity. So we'll do that as always with Ryan Ledney, his president and financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management. You might have seen his book, Don't Strike Out Lessons for a Winning Life in Retirement. And he's got plenty of educational webinars going on right now that you can uh, you can request on his website by just clicking that Retirement Rescue Toolkit and having it send it to you. So Ryan, uh, welcome in, man. How's quarantine life treating you? It's okay. Uh, We're we're adjusting like everybody else and getting stir crazy like everyone else. I mean, we we
0: do live on a little bit of a land. Uh, We we actually live on some property that is adjacent to my dad, so we have close to eight acres. So uh, we at least can get out of the house and roam around and not have to worry about getting in uh, too close a contact. But we do have a a family uh, trip with some friends of ours this summer to Florida. So. Probably like uh, most people out there, we're eyeballing that week and hoping and praying that the beaches open up.
2: <laughs> yeah what uh, what date is that trip? I believe it's uh, middle of June, around the twenty second, twenty third. Okay, you're right in that right in that maybe zone right now. <laughs> I know right? it could happen. <laughs> yeah, I've been looking at uh, it's. We had a flight actually this week when we we're recording that we we're going to go up for a wedding that actually got postponed to, to later in the year, November. But you know, I've been looking at flights like maybe we should just go ahead and book a few flights. Cause everybody's got these relaxed policies that you can cancel because everything that's going on and flights are so mm-hmm. cheap. I'm like, why don't we just book a couple of flights? And you know, if we, if we end up being good by this date, then we'll go. And if not, we'll just cancel it and no harm, no foul. But there's, it's just so much up in the air right now and so much uncertainty. You don't know where you'll be able to go, what you'll be able to do. Yeah, we were, we were talking about that with a friend of ours uh, not too long ago about how cheap airfare is right now. It's
0: like he's almost said the exact same thing that you did. Hey, maybe we should book some like crazy destination where it's so dirt cheap. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But if it does, then we just got an awesome deal. So that's the silver lining in a lot of these situations you want to look for opportunity even as small as as, as cheap airfare but there there's always opportunities when uh, situations like this uh, arise it's
2: getting to know you time well, let's start off today's show we're going to get into our main topic in a second but i want to begin with a little getting to know you we We did this last episode, and I want to get back to it, because I like uh, getting to know you, Ryan, outside of the office and and what you do day-to-day in the financial world. So uh, today's getting to know you question. If you could relay a message to yourself 20 years ago, what would you tell yourself knowing what you know right now? So 20 years
0: ago, so that puts me right smack dab in the middle of playing baseball. So I probably would have been a... Know it all twenty years ago, thinking I was going to play baseball <laughs> the rest of my life. Well, that has not happened. But great experience, uh, learned a lot from it. But I guess I would go back and just and tell myself just always be growing, and and that could be in so many different phases of your life, whether that's your faith, whether that's your family, your your finances, your relationships. Your fitness, your your career. I mean, just never be stagnant. Always move, be moving forward. I'm a constant learner. I I'm, I always like to read. I'm, I'm working out almost every single day, and I'm just I can't stand being stagnant. It probably drives my wife nuts to some degree because I just always have to be doing something, it is very hard for me to sit still. And, but I I just think always, always looking up and always doing something that's bigger than yourself and always growing, whether that's helping other people. Um, but it, it just never be satisfied for where you're at in life.
2: Yeah. That's a good approach for, for anybody to take on, on life and you're always going to keep improving yourself. So that's a pretty cool answer. I thought you might say like, Hey, invest in, uh, in 95 masks <laughs> in, in February of 2020 or something. but It's kind of like having the uh, the almanac in uh, Back to yeah, the Future. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but yours is a much better answer, so I appreciate that. Uh, let's go into our main topic today. Uh, I want to kind of get into what's happening. There's a lot of relief. Uh, the CARES Act is out there, You know, a lot of aid from the government giving to individuals and small businesses, and there's a lot to track because they continue to, to kind of revamp and add to it as money runs out and as more needs happen and employees unemployment rate rises. So things constantly change. So always make sure you check with your advisor, your financial professional to kind of get an update and find out where you can be helped the most. But I want to focus today on the retirement account side of this because there are some changes to that. Some provisions made, they're going to kind of loosen up the retirement account side of, of things for, for investors. So kind of give me the rundown of, of what we need to know, just kind of the basic points out of what the government has is, is changed.
0: Yeah, there, there's a lot of nuances uh, from in, when you really start getting into the weeds of things, but it, it does loosen the purse strings, if you will, for for some of these retirement accounts. And, and obviously, as an advisor, I'm going to tell people, obviously, don't do it if you can avoid taking money out of these accounts. Please do so, but obviously, if you have to, you get to keep ten percent more i mean that's that can go a long way, but it does say one provision you can take up to a hundred thousand uh, dollars without paying a penalty an early withdrawal penalty now here's the gray area there's always going to be gray area when when the government does um landscaping changes like this is you need to prove that you were impacted or hurt by this virus or shutdown, if you will, well, gosh, probably every single one of us out there could say, hey, we've been impacted by this and here's why. So that's kind of the down the road stuff that holy cow, who knows what we're going to have to prove, what documentation we're going to have to give to the IRS. Or are they going to be lenient three years from now? Because you have up to three years to pay this stuff back even on the taxes side of things. So normally the government allows a 60 day window. So if you take money out of an IRA, as long as you put that full amount in, in 60 days, there's no taxes or no penalty. Now you got to be careful because you can only do that one time in a 12 month period. Well, now you have up to three years to do that. And so just from a big picture perspective, how's the IRS going to keep up with all this stuff? And, and again, how are you going to prove that you were, you were financially impacted? And again, like I said, every single one of us can say that. I mean, we, we are a fee-based advisory firm. So our quarterly fees were substantially lower um, when they just were paid out a couple of weeks ago. And same thing with my wife. She's a veterinarian who does contract work. Well, some of her dates have been okay. So that's unfortunate, but we're still, we're okay. We, we don't need to take money out of our accounts, but what if we did anyway, for whatever known reason, well, we can prove to the IRS, Hey, we were financially impacted from the virus. And here's the reasons why we did it. So who's going to be the, obviously the the IRS is going to be the judge of this stuff, but what's going to be kind of the box is going to be checked and which one's not going to be. So a lot of nuances with that um again distributions have to be corona uh, related issues and again you can say it's a very loose term and you can say how you were impacted by that even even 401ks uh the and we do some 401k's for for our clients and $50,000 used to be the limit on how much you could take out of 401k's well now you can do up to $100,000 in that as well. So I think I read an article yesterday it said hey you can take up to $400,000 out of your retirement accounts if you're, you know, married and you both have IRAs and you both have 401ks. It's I think the and here's the clickbait that I mentioned in the previous episode. It said take four hundred thousand dollars out of your retirement account uh, to buy a boat. I'm like oh good lord, um, don't do that. <laughs> Please don't <laughs> don't buy a boat with uh, with your retirement money. But so a lot of the t- retirees that we work with, one one kind of silver lining is not all my retirees need their. Re- required minimum distributions, better known as RMDs. Well, you get to the age of 72 and you have to start taking money out of your retirement accounts that have not been taxed yet. So obviously Roths and, and Roth 401ks, Those we don't have to take RMDs out of uh, Roth IRAs, but you do out of pre-tax accounts. Some of my retirees don't need it. Maybe they have a pension, maybe they have social security and they don't need it. So some of those uh, individuals, they get kind of a break, if you will, on taking money out of those accounts. And for some, it's very substantial and it keeps them out of jumping tax brackets. So for some, it's a silver lining and they get to actually uh, benefit from those things. But again, if you're really impacted by it, obviously the federal government, part of the stimulus package as well with uh, unemployment, Claiming that, which I know has been a pain uh, for a lot of people, the websites are overrun and it's they're having some complications with it. But even extra uh, unemployment benefits are, are being um, given to individuals. Again, small business owners, the Paycheck Protection Program, PPP, is uh, allowing businesses to almost take out a, um, non-recourse loan, if you will. And and there's some stipulations around that, you know, it's for payroll and rent and other office expenses. But if you prove that at least 75% of that relief money went to pay for those things, then you really don't have to to pay that back. But if it doesn't get to 75%, then you do have to pay some of that back with a 1% interest rate. So, lot of things that are still going to shake out the headlines are kind of telling us what is what but it's there's going to be some reconciliation i think down down the road now i even had some clients ask me about this stimulus check that that most people just recently received and am i gonna have to pay this back or, or what's the stipulations here and from my understanding no you don't have to pay it back but i can almost guarantee it's going to be taxable income uh, for you. So you do have to pay some some taxes on that unless they go back and change that, which they could. So uh, a lot of little nuances uh, to, to
2: shake out from this stuff. Do people need to act pretty quickly on this stuff? I mean, I know things will continue to change, but it seems like a lot of this stuff is kind of a, hey, you take advantage of it now or, or you don't take advantage of it at all.
0: Yeah. And so far with the clients that I've worked with, I haven't had any anyone really ask about this particular portion of the CARES Act on taking this money out. I did have one conversation and once we started talking through it, they're like, Oh, well, I kind of misunderstood it. It sounded like almost like how you said it, like this opportunity that won't come up again. It's like, well, it's an opportunity if you absolutely need it, but don't think of it as a, as an opportunity just to do it.
2: Yeah. It's like, okay, Hey, you know, if you really are desperate or really are are getting hit hard by this, here's a chance for you to find some extra money. But you know, you still need to put that money back. you're still going to be taxed on this money. It's just kind of a kind of a worst case scenario. I mean, do you even suggest ever pulling you know this money out of your retirement accounts to clients even if the penalties uh you know weren't waived like this? I mean just a normal day to day conversation is this even really something you ever get into?
0: well, I haven't yet but i I mean, I definitely would tell somebody to do it if it was a, a dire situation. I would tell them not to go into debt to get out of the situation they are in because this this is going to pass. People are going to get jobs again. I fully believe that. So if it avoids, you know, loading up a credit card uh, for a few months just to get by and to live, then then I probably would. Uh, obviously, it's a long conversation and we would lay everything out. But as long as they kind, of, if they know, hey, if we take money out and then you put this stuff back in, it's it's kind of like it never happened with the exception of that money is no longer invested. So it is taken out of their accounts. But if it's something to avoid catastrophic debt or losing their house, then absolutely, I would tell somebody to take that money out.
2: Overall, when you look at everything that's been changed and the the these provisions have been made, do you think this is a good thing uh, just in general, what the government's been able to do uh, to add relief, to help people get through this pandemic?
0: I will say this, I, I'm not a big government interventionist, but... I do think because of the swiftness of how this has transpired, I do take my hat off to them for their efforts, whether this plays out like they want it to, or it's helped people like they've intended. And, and there's always going to be hiccups to these things. I was reading an article today about the some of the stimulus checks or are, are having a tough time getting out to some people. Now, most people, if you file electronically, most people have already got it, but there is hiccups, but when you're talking about the federal government and doing something such with a broad brush, there, there is going to be issues that, that do come up, but I will say, Hey, uh, the effort is there. Uh, usually government is not built for swiftness and they've, they've done this pretty darn quick, uh, quicker than I thought they were going to be able to. Now um, I, I do, and I don't know how you, separate this out or distinguish who gets a check and who doesn't. But I do think giving stimulus checks to people with certain income thresholds are... I don't think it's right because some people don't need that money. They may be below those income thresholds and they just flat don't need it. And, And so hopefully they're... I had one client ask me about it, and I said, "Shoot, put it in your Roth IRA. Invest, you know, invest it. If you don't need it, just do something with it." So, but again, how do you how do you go through each family and and, and do that? That's very difficult because they're trying to get this out as quickly as possible. So, and then the the Federal Reserve, you know, pumping more money into the economy. I, I do appreciate them trying to help small businesses out, uh, and, and fortunately, we weren't even thinking about applying for the small business loans or the payroll protection program. We weren't even thinking about it, but there's tons of companies out there who legit needed it to bridge that gap to hopefully the economy opening up again, if you will, in some capacity. So there are some huge benefits. Are there going to be people who take advantage of it that don't need it? Sure. That's going to happen anytime. And I fully expect another wave of this stuff to come out, especially for small businesses, because that, $350 Three hundred fifty million went so quickly. I, I I don't know this. I don't have any insider information to the federal government, but I fully expect more funds to be available for small business owners uh, to help with their payroll and keep people on staff.
2: Yeah, that happened so quickly. It's it's hard to imagine that uh, every business that needed it got everything filed in time. And and who knows what else is coming? I mean, there's proposals now for two thousand dollars a month uh, stimulus check for people that. Uh, people that some of the politicians want to go to happen ongoing until this this whole thing settled down and you know it's hard to believe that would take place but there's just every day it seems like something new is happening some of it's really good some of it you kind of you know kind of question a little bit but either way you need to take it all into account and, and figure out how it works for you and the best way to do that is sit down with an advisor sit down with ryan this team at Black Oak Asset Management will help walk you through these things and these retirement account changes that were made uh, specifically for this CARES Act and for relief right now of the coronavirus. But you know, before you act on anything, before you decide you want to take out money or pull out a loan or whatever it is you're thinking about, make sure you get a second opinion and make sure it fits in with a long-term plan. Have a plan in place for what you're doing. Don't just act because it's available. Uh, you'll end up making a mistake. So uh, let's go close it out with a mailbag question. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. This one comes in from Beth in Asheville. And again, you can always send your questions at blackoakam.com or call Ryan at 470-508-0508. But Beth writes in, I haven't wanted to pay off my house because it's one of the few tax deductions I still have left, but I do have the money to just pay it off. So should I? That's a great question. I get this quite a bit. So I'm going to put, since I am a uh, Dave
0: Ramsey smart investor pro, I'm going to answer the question very similar uh, to Dave Ramsey um, from a math component. Now, I do think paying houses off should be done in a way to where it doesn't tie up too much of your liquid net worth into your house. So that's maybe one caveat where it's a little bit kind of a twist from Dave. I mean, Dave obviously has his baby steps. And if you follow his baby steps, when you do get to that point and you're on that baby step to pay your house off, then you should do it. Uh, Again, I want to make sure, for an example, if you're someone in retirement and you have, let's just say $300,000 of liquid net worth, and whether that's cash, savings, IRAs, 401ks, you got your social security income coming in and you got $150,000 uh, and you can pay your house off. Again, I'm just kind of throwing numbers out there. Well, that that's going to tie up 50% of that person's liquid net worth. And so that makes me a little uneasy. Uh, that that makes me cringe a little bit because now they're down to 150 and that's what they have to live on. Well, obviously the other argument to that is, well, they don't have a house payment anymore. Well, I understand that, but the income that the social security is creating and the investments that are creating is is that monthly payment taking a huge portion of their monthly income. So there's a lot of numbers that it kind of goes through but going back to best specific question is for and Dave is so adamant about this if you just google search Dave Ramsey's response to paying house off for tax deduction. I mean he he kind of goes off on the on the individual not necessarily on the individual but the the concept in general. So I'll answer it this way. I mean, it is a, it's a math question is essentially what she is asking. So let's just, and I'm not going to get too deep into the weeds on the actual numbers, but let's say Beth is paying $10,000 a year in interest. Well, she gets to deduct $10,000 from whatever tax rate she's in. Well, let's say she's in the 22% tax bracket. Well, she just saved $2,200 in taxes by paying the bank 10,000. So I'm going to let that sink in a little bit for people who are listening. It's like, okay, I'm giving someone 10,000. So I save 2,200. The math makes zero sense whatsoever. Again, Dave Dave is much more brash about it because I know he's gotten this question probably 10,000 times in his career, but don't do it for a tax deduction. Pay your house off if that's the only reason why you're doing it, don't do it for a tax deduction, pay your house off. And then if you want a tax deduction, give it to your church or a charity. I mean, he says the exact same thing. Like if you want it for the tax deduction and we're boiling it down to that one component, then give it away to a 501 C three. Then you get the deductibility from it and you have a paid for house. So yes, don't do it (laughs) for the tax deduction. No disrespect to to CPAs or, or anybody out there who's trying to save taxes for this year. Yes, it is a deduction. And here's another interesting fact. Because the standard deduction is so high now, very few people itemize their deductions anymore anyway. So most people aren't even taking advantage of the mortgage interest deduction. Now, I looked up a stat online and whether this stat is exactly true, but about 13 or 14% of Americans actually itemize wow. their deduction versus the standard deduction. So most people aren't taking advantage of it anyway. So just pay your house off.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Long story short, just pay the house off, Beth. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> worth sitting down and kind of going through your entire situation with somebody uh, before you pull a trigger either way and, and, and decide one way or the other. But yeah, just some overall kind of thoughts on that. The math, the math doesn't add up necessarily Necessarily uh, for holding on to it, but uh, something to consider. So let's close it out on that note. Uh, remember, Ryan, you can check out his website, BlackOakAM.com. While you're there, go ahead and request our Retirement Rescue Toolkit. Get that sent to you. You'll be in the loop on webinars that he's producing uh, that are also on demand, live and on demand. So whatever fits your schedule, much like this podcast, you can listen to it whenever you want to. And uh, and do that on his website as well. You can go back and listen to past episodes. Catch up on some of our other coronavirus conversations that we've had so far, and plus some other just financial planning uh, topics, because we all want to return to normal and just talk about 401ks and insurance and just investing and not have to worry about uh, the CARES Act and that sort of thing uh, eventually. I know that's where we all want to get to. So Uh, Ryan, thanks for your time again on the show. It's been a pleasure and we will catch up with you again soon. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Uh, Hopefully next time we'll have a little bit more progress of uh, of what's going on around our our country and in our economy, but uh, I look forward to it. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Perfect Game Retirement. We will talk to you next time
1: Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledden, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement.